Um, but anyway, yeah, just kind of as a quick little start, um, just kind of go through how we all got involved in music. For some people, it's a fairly obvious thing. For some people, it's a, uh, well, kind of stumbled into this rock here. Uh, so, Ryan, you got that faraway glance going as your mind is uh, reaching back through the years. I'm trying to make up a backstory. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's let's hear what you got straight out of the bat. What's uh, coming through you, backstory? It's And it's funny because, like, I feel like I don't even need to make up one. Like, I grew up at a Renaissance fair. And uh, he was the poor beggar child. I was, though. I thought he was the turkey. All along, it was me. Um, no, I was. I grew up at the Renaissance Fair. My parents were uh, artists there, but they had a bunch of minstrel friends. And so they and their friends would go and hang out on their porch every weekend of the summer until I was 10 at the Renaissance Fair, after hours, of course, and jam. And they would be drinking and smoking and stuff. I didn't know they were getting messed up at the time because I was a child. But a wee babby. And, uh, yeah, but that made music seem super, super duper attainable. And so then I was just in piano lessons for long enough until I got piano chops and the rest was flailing. I was going to say, do you feel lied to about the attainable part now? Yeah, I was going to make no, a no, comment I can, about that. It's easy to be a musician. What about existing as one, though? It's easy to become a musician. <laughs> To continue being a professional musician takes some uh, gumption. So, what about you, Joe? What was a uh, what's my answer? Your whole way, yeah. What's your answer? <laughs> um, you don't have a, your whole script right in front of you right now. I don't know. I don't know. Why? Why do? Why do I do what I do? <laughs> have it you, at this point. Why'd you do this to yourself, Joe? <laughs> I ask myself the same question <laughs> pretty often. I don't know. Um. Why music? As opposed to all of the other good ideas you that can, could have been out there for us. A, and you can substitute why for how. How music. How music. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like, um, weirdly enough, I actually like enjoy uh, structure a lot. And I like. You? Structure? That, yeah, I believe, yeah. Close your eyes and believe <laughs> yeah. that. You know, imagine that. Um. I don't know. I like the the rules of music. I love the building blocks of music. I like the concepts on how you can take the same ideas and like you know, well, you know, western you know western style music. I'll just you know start small there. You know, twelve tone western you know scale. Every you, those are all the notes. How you arrange them, how you put them together, is completely on yours. You know, on your own. So you can you know have a death metal song. Use the same notes. To make it smooth jazz, take another one. You've got a classical sonata, and to me, I really like the really endless. You know, you can just dive forever into it. You know, within those rules, or you can completely break the rules because that's allowed also. And so you could, you've got this constant uh, play between you know structure and chaos and resolution between the two, and something about that. On the, uh, you know, aural spectrum, is fascinating to me. It's like your own cool little puzzle you get to play with. In a way, yeah. Um, and you know, you can either you know play nicely, put it all together, or you can just crash it all down and have something as equally as beautiful in the same destruction. 
I don't know. Do you want to? Yeah, get. Oh yeah. yeah, that's my favorite part. Oh, deep. Is, no, my my no. Literally, I think one of my favorite parts growing is not giving people what they want. Yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> giving people what they deserve. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. So. <laughs> oh God, that's painful. But I don't know. To you know, to find, you know, to pursue this, and you know, wake up and want to do this on an everyday, <laughs> um, you know. I I don't know if I've got a clear answer. It's just like. You know, what is it? I, you know, why do I do this? I must. I, I have. I you know, I have to do this. <laughs> Got to eat somehow. I tried to do other things and it didn't work. Yeah, I feel that one. Well, of course, I tried to do this and it didn't work. So I don't know. <laughs> Eventually, you run out of possible doors to open. Hey. You're just like, I guess this is the way I'm walking. This now. one, this one didn't work pretty good. The prompt? No, the, music. Oh, music. It's not working, but like, as far uh, as things that don't work, it was, doesn't work pretty good. Gotcha. I just wanted to make sure I didn't derail us. <laughs> oh, no, no. We are still fully No, you, you have fully railed us. That is, and you know, that's kind of the point. The prompt is just essentially <laughs> the conversation starter, and then after that, we just see where it goes for a little bit. What about you, Mr. Daniel? Yeah, mm. be, the, be the conversation ender. All right. <laughs> End it. So now, sad stories. No. Um, oh. I don't know. For me, it kind of started just as like a discipline it was you know some other extracurricular activity to do um you know you're a little kid and you pick up a violin or a cello or whatever and start in the elementary school orchestra like neat i'm gonna make some noises now clarinet Clar- Ooh, see I, I wasn't cool enough to be a band kid um but yeah no and eventually i kind of just kept with it for a while and then at some point when i entered the sad phase of my life uh it kind of became an outlet and I didn't come from a musical family, so I think that's why I latched onto it more, is it was my thing. Nobody else could kind of take it. I came from a family of a lot of athletes, um, and I was not as good at the athletic portion as they were. Uh, But I could do music, so it was mine and mine alone, and after a while, that kind of became just a safe haven for me. And after a while, I realized I couldn't live without it. And despite trying... To do other things, such tried a, very hard to do such other a things. Bummer, right? I you, sometimes, yeah. You just can't quit that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. It always, I always had to come back to it. Um, even if I tried or to do something else, at some point, music would say, "Nah, this is what you got to be doing, bro." So yeah, here I am, ten years later, and several, several attempts and hard life lessons later as well. Uh, but you know, it's not all dour and stuff like that. Like you do get to meet some really wonderful people. Like the guys that I'm in the room with right now. <laughs> Eat shit. <laughs> exactly. See, wonderful people like that. Uh, no, but for real, I do have to remind myself, you know, even when sometimes, you know, it is a little bit difficult. Um, yeah, some of the best, you know, memories that I have in my life and some of the best people that I've met in my life are specifically because of my involvement with music. Um, and it's hard to just imagine what my life would be like not doing it. I don't know. That's that's kind of what I got for that. And hey, with any luck, all the other versions of you are equally miserable. But probably have some more money. I don't know. Yeah. I we don't been, know. I have, we don't know. I have I have been miserable with and without money, and it's a little bit easier to be miserable <laughs> with money. I'm going to be perfectly yeah. honest about that right now. 
<laughs> that sounds Skip. like an that, that's an amazing book title. How to be miserable with money. No, how to be miserable but with money. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched uh, for the first time Wolf of Wall Street, and that's literally. Oh. Honestly, I wasn't crazy about it. It was fine. I think I think it was like hyped up, and I think in my mind I was making it up to be something. It was I th- I think I thought it was different. Yeah. Than what it actually was, mm. and at the end I was like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Ryan, have you seen that movie at all? I have not. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's upsetting, but not in like the, not in the uh, sorry to bother you kind of way. Oh, I'm not interested. No. It's feels like a very indulgent movie at times, but yeah. Was it yeah, like it was good? It's well done. Like I did like American Psycho. It's nothing like American no. Psycho. No, I was hoping it was going to be a little like American Psycho. Have you seen many Martin Scorsese movies? No. Oh, then yeah. yeah then All right. That's hard <laughs> to find a reference <laughs> point yeah. for you then. Just <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah. Nothing. Nothing else will. <laughs> Is it like War Horse? I have not seen War Horse. I don't think I've seen that one either. I think I have a. Is that like a Disney movie? Or something in the general vein of Disney. Also, if it's not World War One, Disney kills mothers a lot, they, so they like we could to do that. This could still work. Um, <laughs> no, I just have the picture of this as like you know some like Christmas time like kids movie that came out years ago, but I've never never heard of it. Am I on the right track or am I? No, this is about a soldier who goes blind and has a horse in World War One because nerve gas and, and shit. Oh, but hey. That's the thing. That's why they brought horses, because you gotta, you gotta see risk it for the sea biscuit. You know what? I'm really a, going to appreciate that you tried with that. Yeah, that one. That one that was, was a, that one was a stretch. I need, I, 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 see you, I could see you working that out right there, and then you put it in the world. I was I was trying to set that up before before you were done, like before you even started speaking. <laughs> You know what? Sometimes you have to be the pain you want to see in the world. You got to show up. You got to show up. You did, and so did that joke, unfortunately. Hey, you miss 100% of the shots. Okay, favorite superhero and why? Favorite oh. superhero. All right, Joe, that's going to have to go to you. You're kind of the oh, you're I the Marvel one of the team. Yeah, um so I'm honestly Deadpool, but even that's before the movies and everything too. Because you're because you're cool. Well, no, because <laughs> I... You were hip to this before the rest of us. Hip to it, but I, I think there's, like, the chaos of it. And I think I can... I, I can bl- I can, tra- I can actually track this one back. Um, so during the 90s, that's where Marvel went into, like, the dark and gritty. Like, that's where you get the Punisher. That's where you get Daredevil. That's where you get... I mean, you had those... A lot of these heroes before, but that's where you get these really dark storylines because they were trying to out-dark DC. Because DC had the heyday in you know eighties, you know where they have um, you know like Alan Moore and all of those you know storylines that um, that are you know dark and gritty. So I was I could I don't think I could even read at the time. I was like three four years old, and my dad was getting me Spawn, Daredevil. This explains so much. Deadpool, like he was getting me these comics from like the store. Like oh yeah, these are new comics that are coming out. Well, that's it. comic books for I, a kid. I well I you know he he was a you know comic book guy back in the day, um, but I years later actually asked him I was like why were you buying me those because I was very clearly too young like I couldn't even read you know I was just looking at the pictures and I liked the pictures and like the art style and everything was cool. I was like that was not you know appropriate 
for you know, a four-year-old kid who you know can barely you know recognize words. And he's like, oh, I, I just knew that that was the new cool thing, so I just got it because it was the new cool thing. Oh, nice. So hey, he tried. He did. No, he <laughs> did. But so, but to answer the question though, you know, Deadpool has honestly got a spot in my heart just for kind of the you know goofiness and like you know fourth wall breaking because I think ultimately that was his superpower. His superpower is not you know his superpowers. The superpower is that he knows he's in a comic book, and then that's the whole like joke. Yeah. But uh, you know him, I love Spawn, Spider Man, Iron Man, Batman is a given. I mean, mm. I'm not. I was never. A, I, I never. I never latched on to um, Superman. Superman, I thought was lame. Yeah, I mean, he's basically he's overpowered. Um, well, awful good characters at the worst. Yeah, but I think. But I think I, I enjoyed the storylines and the actual you know r- stories that are written. Because what's so fantastic about Marvel and the stories that they've written over the years is that you've got very human characters mm-hmm. that are flawed, and it's ha- but it's you know but they're superheroes. But so it's, it's but it's like baked in. It but it, so you get the struggle of like, you know what? I feel like D like the struggle for DC characters kind of just comes with the seasons. Like they have to go and apply it afterwards. It just travels hither and yon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean that that kind of answers. Not sure what you meant by that. Can you elaborate for those of us that didn't quite follow there? Hither and yon? Yeah, in the sentences that came before that. Oh, no, like, so Marvel characters, the characters from the setup, from the get-go, are f- are frequently designed to be intensely flawed, as oh. the DC characters were not designed to be intensely flawed, because they were, you know, a lot of the best ones were Comic designed in, the in like, the Golden Age stuff, right? Yeah. Gotcha. And so they're all designed to be just, you know, giant uh, circle jerks, right? And so then later, when comics were getting edgier for a more mature audience, then they had to go and scramble and get writers who could reimagine those characters. But it's a veneer put onto something, right? Instead of it just being in, a part, in, a part inherently about, made of something. A part about right? a part of how it was baked in. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. That that's an interesting take. I like it. Yeah. So what about you guys, though? Yeah, because I know I'm. You know, this is my wheelhouse. Yeah. See, Ryan, I feel like you have pigeonholed yourself because there's a Harvey Birdman action figure. He is the most nuanced character in all of comics. <laughs> right over there. I don't think you get to answer anything other than that. Hey, I have not yet got him a little business suit, but I'm going to. Well, obviously, he hasn't yet graduated from law school. He's still in law school. That's his law school outfit. He's hoping to be an attorney one day. Actually, no, it's that with pajama pants. That's his law school outfit. I, One day we are going to get you see, a pajama I, pants. I had my, I'm, 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 I'm upset because my back was to that, and I didn't know that was there until you pointed it out. Yep. <laughs> it's new. It's new. That is great. I, uh, do, I do enjoy that. Yeah. So if you didn't have to pick Harvey Birdman, though. If I didn't have to pick Harvey Birdman. Which you do, but if you didn't. Well, as long as we're pigeonholing. <laughs> Harvey Birdman's a pretty good bird to pigeonhole with. But, um, okay, so if I'm going... If I'm authentic, Dr. McNinja is my favorite superhero, which is from webcomics, and not a ton of people know about him, but enough to make people get very excited at anime conventions. But he's he's fun, but a lot of the early stuff reads just like Deadpool. Hmm. It's that same sort of just beating the snot out of people and saying puns while you do it. That's fair. Right. He killed a bunch of androids in a McDonald's. 
Uh, didn't 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 have to pay for the rights on that one. Right though. Um, but for like mainstream stuff, I'm a big Watchmen guy. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. left out. I left out Watchmen, but I to me Watchmen is just Chef's Kiss. Like it's its own thing. You can't. Mm, yeah. Like nothing else come come kind of comes clo- close to it. Well, it's just such a beautiful satire. Like it's a beautiful and nuanced, acid fueled satire of all of comics at the time. Yeah, and we don't know it was acid acid fueled, but you you can just look up Alan Moore. You can just look him up. Just <laughs> you can look up any of the interviews where he goes and talks about the snake god he worships. You know, it's like you don't anyhow. But um, but for like Marvel DC standards stuff. That's tougher. Really like Spider. Actually, it's probably it's just Iron Man. It just is Iron Man. I like Iron Man. Tony Stark's fun. I dig that. Dig yeah. that whole arc. The whole thing is great. I mean, Doctor Strange is fantastic. Close second. But yeah, it's really hard to. Yeah, but the thing, the thing also too, what's what I love about Iron Man too is you got the flawed character. You mean there are there yeah. are entire storylines where Tony Stark is not able to be Iron Man. Because he is drinking, like yeah. he is, he is a violent alcoholic and a narcissist. Didn't they yeah. also do like a evil, like alternate universe version where Iron Man's actually kind of like a dictator almost, or just you know a uh, bad guy? Yeah, oh, he'd be such a great dictator. He would. But Robert Downey Jr. But, is my dictator. Yeah, but I mean potato penis. But yeah, again, that's what I'm talking about with the levels of like conflict. It's you've got you know struggles. You know, it's like almost. Real, you know, struggles of reality in these fictitious universes. Where yeah. there's like, well, there's also aliens attacking. It's like, okay, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's stopping drunk because happens to be puts a lot of stress on you. I love how he was the only Avenger with PTSD. In the well, in in the films, I, in the MCU, yeah, in, in the MCU, MCU. I yeah. like how that's the only one, and everyone's just shrugging off the alien invasion and all the like. Mm, I don't know MCU. I think if you I looked at it, Captain America had some yeah. PTSD moments. Yeah, they were Captain usually America. like buried at the end of the that's credits. Right. But they did give Captain. That's Ant-Man. America's ass. They gave him the D. Yep. Oh, I got a moot. I got a moot point. Moo. I don't want to see your moot point. <laughs> <laughs> it's moot as fuck. I'm gonna moot moot the hell out of that point. All right, don't cool. Like, you don't like it. End rolling.